0: For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or
1: call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at MyVillageGreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We are here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Don't forget to tune in next week. My wonderful co host Dana Lake will be back, and we always bring to you a wealth of information related to health and wellness. So thank you for tuning in. Today is actually absolutely no exception. I have two special guests on the phone today, which I'm really excited about. And we're going to be discussing some general concepts around health and wellness. And basically, the overall sort of message or the overall idea of the show is to help you understand aspects of things that contribute to your health, the fundamental ideas, basically, of what makes up your unique aspects of your health, how it evolves, and then how we influence it to achieve vitality. And that's a really important Component and understanding when looking at trying to be healthy. If we look at our current model of care, the way that it works, there's a big emphasis on trying to alleviate symptomology, but there's not a huge emphasis on understanding why that symptomology presented in the first place. So that's the model that we've taken on, and people see it day to day in. Their interactions with the general healthcare environment. You have a symptom or a problem. The typical interactions with doctors now are very abbreviated. Um, maybe it's five minutes if it's a short visit, maybe it's 15 or 20 minutes if it's an initial visit, or maybe if it's with a specialist. But usually the goal of that specialist is to hear the symptoms and then identify basically the diagnosis, which system in the body is imbalanced. That's a great start, and the traditional medical model of training and practice is incredibly skilled at figuring out which body systems are going on. So if somebody presents with a subset of symptoms, doctors can be very astute at figuring out, well, what the problem is, what's the diagnosis? The problem is, is that once the diagnosis is reached, there's usually not a whole lot of other digging or probing questions to understand why that system is imbalanced to begin with. Instead, the entire focus of our medical system has been geared at developing pharmaceutical medications that help to offset that imbalance in the body, to make that symptom go away. And the problem is, is that these pharmacological interventions may help that symptom go away, but most of them are designed to poison a specific pathway in the body. So if somebody has high blood pressure, we give maybe a drug that is an angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitor, an ACE inhibitor. So it, it inhibits an enzyme, it poisons an enzyme that creates angiotensin, which can raise blood pressure. So we lower angiotensin, we lower some of those enzymes, and basically blood pressure comes down. That's great, but there are other roles of these enzymes in the body, and we have problems. Same thing with common drugs like cholesterol medication. We poison the pathway in the liver that makes cholesterol, which is fine. It does lower cholesterol levels, but it has other impacts on the body. It can affect muscle tissue. It can affect brain cells and brain tissue and brain health, memory, cognition. So they always usually come with side effects. Whereas if we looked at a person's overall health and really asked the questions, why is their body expressing maybe an increase in blood pressure, we may be able to ask questions about lifestyle, about diet, about stress levels, about sleep, about nutrition, about genetics, family history, and work at different ways of aligning and supporting that person's body to express a better, more balanced vitality. That is sort of the crux of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be reviewing this concept of the health terrain, which is basically our body's own unique environment or ecosystem. That's what I studied in my undergraduate work was environmental biology. And you learn about a certain type of terrain, or as my eight-year-old daughter always talks about, like they learn in school, an animal's habitat, right? The ecosystem and every thing that we studied, places have different mini-ecosystems. A rainforest has its own mini-ecosystem. A desert has its own ecosystem, and they're very different, and they're very unique. And in order for each ecosystem to thrive, a set of circumstances has to be in place. And even within those ecosystems, there's even little micro-ecosystems. So in a rainforest, there might be a dynamic that occurs between the animals that live high up in the treetops, Well, it's a completely different dynamic of balance that occurs for the microorganisms and animals that live in the rivers and the streams. And each thing needs to be unique. And you have to think about, or this is how naturopathic doctors are taught to think about health, because each one of us, each person has their own unique internal ecosystem or environment. And this isn't just genetics. That's some of the things we're going to talk about today because we know based on twin studies, you can have people that are genetically identical yet have very different expressions in their health, dramatically different based on the environment in which they're raised, the foods at which they eat, the stress in which they're under, many, many different factors. And so understanding your unique terrain based on all of the complex influences that make up our health and make up our experience in our bodies in this life is really what a doctor or a physician should be asking when trying to be a guide in helping people express the optimal health, their optimal health. So Dr. Arthi Meta is a licensed naturopathic physician and works with children and adults. She assesses and treats both acute and chronic conditions. She works with diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, hormonal imbalance, nervous system disorders, childhood disorders, allergies, and more. She has a lot of experience in the management of obesity, weight loss, and nutrition. She received her Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine degree from Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington, which is recognized as a worldwide leader in the education of natural medicine. She um, now has a practice right down in the Washington, D.C. area that we're going to be able to learn more about. She's the owner of Allo Wellness in Washington, D.C. Uh, Dr. Roto Newen is a licensed naturopathic physician and graduate of Bastyr University, the leading accredited University of Natural Medicine and Science-Based Medicine, and is a natal, native of Seattle. She received her undergraduate degree in zoology from the University of Washington and has been practicing naturopathic medicine in Washington, D.C., since 2004. So we have two special guests on the line, and I ble- uh, Dr. Newen is also an owner and physician at the o- of Allo Wellness in Washington, D.C. So, Dr. Mehta and Dr. Newen, thank you for being on the show. And first, tell listeners um, where they can learn a little bit more about your clinic and your office.
2: Thank you, Kevin, for having us. Um, we are both the owners of Allo Wellness, and we're located uh, in Washington, D.C. A- just next to Sibley Hospital. Um, and uh, if you want to come to our website, our website is com.
1: Okay, great. So We look
2: forward to speaking with you.
1: Yeah, excellent. So let's talk about a little bit more. Let's get into this idea um, in this first segment. I gave a little bit of an overview, but tell us about you know what your views are, how you would define this concept of our health terrain.
2: Absolutely. Hi, Kevin. This is uh, Dr. Nguyen. Um, I I had no idea that you did your undergraduate studies in environmental biology, so I think this discussion is so perfect. Um, Just like you said, the terrain is like our soil. It's the totality of our internal environment, and it affects how we experience ourselves and health, and it also determines how susceptible we are to illnesses or imbalances in our body, so whether that be hormone imbalances or allergies, digestive distress or tendencies or weight gain, depression or fatigue, um, so the soil or terrain will be affected by your genetic predisposition, which are then influenced by everything in your environment, the nutrients from your food or lack of stress, your lifestyle, um, how much sleep you're getting, your exercise, your belief systems, even in your attitudes. And I, I like how you also said, um, Dr. Sarah, regarding how we assess our patients and visit times with our doctors. And it's really important to understand a patient's health training, um, which is why we have to really take the time to look into their story, um, where they come from, how they've lived their lives. And that's critical in understanding their internal environment, but then also the external influencer's. Um, to help us work with them um, and ex- help them go through and experience the best um, versions
1: of themselves. Yeah, it's incredibly important to consider all of those things. I mean, when I talk with patients about it, I call it, you know, the first step in understanding their biological blueprint. It's like you've got to start to understand each person's unique chemistries and unique predispositions and, you know, unique circumstances that are contributing to their health. And without that, from the type of medicine that we do, it's, it, I find it almost impossible to to really, truly help somebody. Um, you know, my interest, and I know it's, I'm sure the same for you, it's, I don't run a more naturally geared or, you know, holistically based practice so that people can come in and say, hey, doc, my doctor told me to take this drug for my, um, for this condition, what herb can you give me instead? You know, I mean, it's not really, how it works, and that's not really the the type of practice that we were taught to, or the model we were taught to work within. It's more about, well, let's understand you as much as possible and try and figure out what unique things are going on in your body that are leading to this expression of disease, basically. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a real... Yeah, so real when, go, ahead, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, um, you know, so when it comes to really understanding this person that's sitting in front of us, you know, and, and and like you, we absolutely do not kind of practice that, I call it Band-Aid care, where you're just treating the symptoms and not looking any further, um, but really understanding, you know, all of the things that influence that health train. So I talked about earlier about genetic predisposition, and we know now that, you know, we're born with a fixed set of 20,000 genes, but those... 20,000 genes don't necessarily account for all of the different phenotype expressions that we see, and that there are very specific nutrients and um, environments that we put ourselves in that will actually um, affect that gene expression in a positive or a negative way. So, for example, being, you know, um, polyphenols in uh, green tea or quercetin uh, in Apples being positively affecting um, a set of enzymes called NRF2, NRF2, which then turn off a whole host of antioxidant activity in the body, um, protecting us against cardiovascular or uh, nervous system disorders. So, um, and you know, and then in the negative way in which we think about epigenetics or changes in gene expression through exposure of smoked meats or barbecued food. there's something called polyaromatic hydrocarbons in there, um, which upregulate a certain enzyme in our liver um, that also happens to increase estrogen metabolism in a negative way, making us more susceptible to cancer. So um, when we're thinking about what the health terrain looks like, I think it's important to understand kind of... What did the patient come with in terms of the genetic um, predispositions? And then what are all the things in the environment that are going to turn that on or off um, mm-hmm. to express that or silence those uh, genetic predispositions?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a,
2: lot a like information. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No,
1: go go ahead, Dr. Ameta.
2: Based on what Dr. Ameta was just describing, it's it's like all these little uh, these details and nuances. That are, it's like information that... Uh, influences the terrain, so each individual, even um, natural treatments are not are not uh, each patient is not going to be necessarily the same than what they need. So each ter- uh, each individual, our terrain is informed by habits, what we like, what we dislike, our relationships, our diet, lifestyle, how we manage our stress, sleep habits, um, exposures to particular toxins, even in our everyday body care products and cleaning products. Um, So, it's important to identify the things that we can control uh, and actively participate in either improving or um, increasing or avoiding, Um, but then there are things like in our environment that we can't necessarily control our exposure to, but, but we can be susceptible to acquiring. So, we have to consider microbial infections. Um, Environmental toxins like industrial pollutants and allergies, and especially in the around the East Coast here um, in the Middle Atlantic area, a lot of people have a lot of issues with allergies, Mm -hmm. uh, seasonal allergies.
1: Yeah, and all those things are influences. And I think what's important to to know for people is, you know, you hear a lot of the the same people get an idea that they want to make a change with their health, but sometimes it does seem a little bit overwhelming when you think about, geez, I've got to think about my relationships and my spiritual health and what I eat and what I put on my body. And, you know, it's like, it seems like it's a little overwhelming and sometimes people get a little shut off and turned off when they're overwhelmed. But the reality is, is it's clearly understood that not all those things can change at once. You know, there may be difficult relationships in your life that will never go away. There may be Um, aspects to movement and exercise that may be difficult to implement or dietary changes that may be difficult to implement. But any little step can make a big difference. And that's what people need to understand. Your body is so resiliently vital and it's desire and drive to continue on its self-healing process, that the removal of even just a small amount of negative influences can result in dramatic improvements in health. And that's what we find happens every single day in in my office, and I'm sure in your offices. Not everybody's ready to start off going from zero to 100 But even just making one small change, when people see a benefit, it then leads them to realize that, wow, I could make another change and even see more of a benefit. And it's this process of growth that you see in individuals that start on the journey to understanding deeper and more intimately what is going on with their body in relation to the expression of health rather than just relying on a quick fix. And um, that is truly the, the most exciting journey that we take patients on as naturopathic doctors. So when we come back from the break, let's talk about some different ways specifically Um, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about what influences health terrain. We can talk maybe a little bit more about how we specifically assess that when somebody walks into our office, and then we can talk about, start talking about the ways to influence it and really help people live vital, healthy lives. So this is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be back right after these words.
0: and Village Green Apothecary.
3: Go to our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Pacero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Don't forget to set your dials. We're always bringing you new and great information related to health and wellness. Today, I've got two special guests on the phone. It's a um, naturopathic team that co-owns and practices at a office location here in Washington, D.C. It's called Allo Wellness, and you can visit their website at www.allowellnessdc.com. Please check it out. And please, if you haven't been to a naturopathic doctor and you're looking to expand and improve your health take the time to research it and reach out and speak with and learn more about naturopathic medicine, it embodies truly a the most comprehensive approach to looking at health and wellness. There's a lot of buzzwords out there these days, integrative medicine, um, holistic medicine, Functional medicine is another term. People have to understand that all of these concepts that have become popularized that people are interested in, the reason why Dr. Oz has you know, a very popularly watched show in the afternoon and um, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman has all these New York Times bestselling books and was appointed as a director of an integrative care center at Cleveland Clinic, the, the fundamental principles in which these doctors practice, that fundamental approach of holistic medicine was truly born from naturopathic medicine concepts. Naturopathic medical schools have been in practice since the 1950s, and the practice of naturopathic medicine has been around since before the turn of the century, the 1900s. So it really was the first way of conceptualizing and understanding this idea that each person has a unique terrain, that each person's body has a unique and innate ability to heal, and that is the physician's job to identify the obstacles, the things that are getting in the way of the body, expressing its health, of expressing its true health and helping to educate and empower the patient to remove those things. Now, in today's modern lifestyle, there are certain common themes that get in the way of the expression of health. We have poor diets. We're too sedentary. We have too much stress. There's toxins in the environment. It's the same themes. And working with a naturopathic doctor and being told to improve your diet to change the ratio of omega fatty acids, to remove sugar, to do all these different things is simply an effort to remove a burden on your cells so that they can express themselves the way nature and God intended them to. That is the goal of what we do. And so working with and investigating and looking at how a naturopathic doctor approaches health is something that I believe every person should do who's interested in taking a deeper look at their health. And both Dr. Metha and Dr. Nguyen at Allo Wellness can help you do that. So um, Dr. Nguyen, let's talk about this idea. So a patient comes in and they've got a set of symptoms, right? They're used to some standard aspects of what would happen in a medical interaction when they have an issue. Maybe they have to get blood tests or they have to get imaging. The doctor asks a few questions, but here we're talking about a much deeper understanding of somebody's health expression, an interpretation or a investigation of their health terrain, so what does an assessment look like, per se, in your office, um, and how might that differ from another experience that they may have in a typical medical setting?
2: So I think it's important to recognize, um, before we can assess, um want to really uh, explain to our patients that how complex the body really is and um, understanding, helping them through the process of getting them from understanding who they are to then what are we going to do about it. Um, and so, because people, when they come in, they're not necessarily coming in from one health concern. Rather, more and more patients are coming in suffering from pretty complex and chronic diseases. And so... We want to understand basically what's going on with the function of their health and then also what makes them susceptible to disease. So also too, when we uh, use laboratory testing and ask them um, a variety of questions, we want to make sure that when we get to treatment, we're not, just like you mentioned earlier, we're not overwhelming them with a variety of solutions and taking them step by step and really prioritizing where they need to, um, what they need to work on first. And then grow from there. So some of the things that we um, look at or um, to assess their overall health and and understand their unique terrain um, is in understanding their story, is finding out what are their stressors, what is their home life like, what is their job, uh, et cetera, Even asking for diet journals. So what are they eating? When are they eating? Um, when are they going to sleep? When are they waking up? Etc. And then when it comes to laboratory testing, um, we go beyond just standard uh, blood work. I think a lot of the real benefit comes from testing um, that uh, looks at function. So we're basically like investigators looking to understand subtle imbalances in the body. Sometimes even before actual disease occurs. So we can look at nutrient levels in the blood, organic acids, new urine, stool testing to um, identify gut Function, hormones, and, and metabolites. Uh, hormones including adrenal hormones, reproductive hormones, thyroid hormones, um, as well as uh, neurotransmitters and those metabolites. So that really paints a, a much more in-depth picture of their their whole system.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true, and you know it's a different approach in that when looking at those lab tests we may not, a lot of times we're not looking, as you said, for an actual disease process that's occurring. We're maybe looking for patterns or trends, right? Because sometimes that's all we Mm -hmm. have to go on, right? I mean, how many people walk into your office with a condition like irritable bowel syndrome, where they have... Symptoms on a very regular basis. There's clearly an expression, their body's clearly expressing some sort of imbalance, irritation, dysfunction, or something. Yet they've been through all of the traditional workups, endoscopies, colonoscopies, every kind of regular blood test. And they're told that, well, there's nothing wrong with you on the tests. We don't see any disease process occurring. So, you know, we, you can try these medications, but really, you know, nobody's really asking the question or just coming down to the truth of the matter, which is, well, the body's telling us something, so we need to figure out other tools in which to assess and understand what imbalance is contributing to the expression of the symptom, right?
2: Exactly. I always like to say, you know, symptoms are like doorways that we use, you know, to enter in, begin exploring and then really getting to the root cause of what's going on. The symptoms are often not the actual cause of disease, so, um, you know, it, it is definitely important to listen to the patient, make sure we're sitting with them, and, and then exploring all the little, uh, like, yeah, all the little nuances. So, um, you know, and once we get the full assessment of what's going on with the patient, and we've done the blood testing where might look in saliva or might look in urine or looking even in their stool. Then it's time, it's time to take a step back and look, okay, what do we actually want to do? And mm-hmm. just like you said, it can be very overwhelming to make a lot of changes at once. So we work with our patients, you know, practicing natural health and medicine is like an art and a science and really um, working with them to figure out what changes they can make first and one thing that I like to um, focus on is stress management. And, you know, living in D.C., stress is a huge factor here. Every patient comes in, um, needs some sort of healthy stress management as a component of their treatment plan. Um, so we help them to identify what their stressors actually are. You know, how is their time management? What are their relationships like? Um, what are the work stressors like? So the mental and emotional stressors outside of the physical stressors that usually bring them in, and I could say that we could all agree that the importance of mindfulness practices and meditation are um, something that's quite trendy right now and something that's on, you know, the forefront of everybody's mind, but that word meditation can be a bit scary. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this monkey mind and <laughs> it's really easy to, to, to get distracted. And so, you know, there's some fun apps that you can use on your um, iPhone or Android or whatever you have um, for those people who are just getting started, I'd say a lot of patients like um, an app called Headspace or Mindfulness or Calm, and these are apps that you can use on your phone to just get you to a place where, you know, you can spend 10 minutes a day um, really bringing things down a notch and getting you back into your body to be more grounded and more present with where you're at. And um, also... I like in terms of stress management, um, just positivity um, and um, gratitude practices. So doing some sort of gratitude practice, if you're a morning owl or a night owl, and honoring that, right? So if you are a morning person, don't do your gratitude practice and have to stay up at night. Um, spend your time in the morning to just think about what you are thankful for. And just doing that on a daily basis will even help with better sleep. It helps with... Um, keeping your immune system strong and coming from a very compassionate and kind and positive uh, platform then helps you kind of shut off your daily stressors a little easier. Um, And, uh, you know, it just supports just feeling more ease and and groundedness, but it definitely takes practice to do on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, stress management is a, a huge component of, of health from all the reasons why we can, you know, study stress and we can study its role on stress hormones like cortisol and the influence that that has on our immune system, um, the influences and the connections between high stress states and things like cancer rates and diabetes and inflammation. I mean, there's plenty of science behind it. There is no question about that. The the physiological hormonal cascades that are created as a result of stress, we know scientifically has very negative impacts on our body. But even aside from that, we also know that most of the behaviors that Americans engage in that negatively impact their health can also be driven by stress. I mean, what's like, I know for myself, what's one of the number one things that makes me turn to an unhealthy food or, um, you know, want to have an extra drink or, you know, it's stress. People stress eat. People self-medicate with cigarettes or self-medicate with alcohol or self-medicate with sugar or become sort of despondent and overwhelmed. They don't sleep as well, so their energy levels go down. Their focus is down, so their work productivity is down. They feel lazy, so they don't want to exercise. It's like a constant um, you know, downward spiral when you let it get ahead of you. So managing stress and, and trying to help get your mind into a calm state on a regular basis helps to decrease basically reactivity to the world around you and reactivity to the influences that we know can be stressful. So everybody has stress in their life, but you can notice as you observe one coworker versus another coworker or a family member versus another family member, many people can be presented with the same stressors, but the way that they react to them is very different. And that can have dramatic impacts on how they carry themselves in life, not just in their attitudes and personal relationships and health, but in many other ways as well. So looking at stress management, yeah. I believe, is really important. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. And uh, sleep is actually what is very important for managing stress as well. It's kind of like computers. I mean, we need to reboot as well. And we get into a societal habit of being able to do so many things in the middle of the night. If you want to go shopping, you just turn uh, turn on your computer and get to a website at 3 in the morning and you buy things. But the it's easy to slip into poor sleep hygiene habits. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I like to um, discuss with my patients is optimizing their sleep schedules and making sure that they have better and stronger circadian system of hormones, um, which uh, then affects um, their daily function. And so one thing is um, curfew for all of this type of media and electronics and phones and things like that. And trying to get that uh, turned off about an hour before bedtime so the brain can get a chance to recognize that it's nighttime and it needs to rest. Um, also, too, with... A lot of artificial lighting, um, from televisions to uh, these energy-efficient bulbs and smartphones, computers—they all emit a, um, a blue light wavelength, which is actually disturbing our sleep. So we want to be blocking that at night and try to sleep in a dark room. And you know, before artificial light came around, we had the sun that was up in the, in the during the daytime, and then we had candles at night to provide light, but And that was, even now with artificial light during the day, that's great because it increases alertness, but at night it blocks melatonin secretion and disrupts our sleep. So, thinning lights or even wearing um, special blue light blocking glasses or or even installing a filter onto your computer screen at night can all minimize that blue light exposure um, that disturbs sleep. Um, The other thing is... Some of the, some people may complain that they urinate frequently during the night, which then of course wakes them up and disturbs their sleep. Um, this is also a cue for us to look deeper into their adrenal function and their response to stressors. Mm-hmm. So that we can get into that as well. Yeah. Um, but it is really important that they aren't so um, sleep deprived, not just for as I mentioned earlier regarding um, hormonal effects and cellular repair and trying to. Um, repair all the damage from the day, but sleep deprivation is also linked to obesity.
1: Yeah. So
2: when the, uh, the hormone leptin, uh, leptin excuse me, uh, decreases, which is a signal that helps us to feel full after a meal, people uh, tend to eat more the day after if they don't sleep very well. So that can increase... Uh,
1: wait. Yeah, all these hormonal patterns. Okay. We're going to have to take a quick break. Um, when we come back from the break, Doctor Meadow, you can you know help us also understand some of your approaches to helping how to influence terrain and stress and sleep. So don't go anywhere. This is Doctor Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living, and we're going to be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com.
0: Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary.
3: to the planet Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary.
0: 15 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Don't forget to tune in next week. My wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be back here with another great show for you. We work really hard to try and bring you guys great information related to health and wellness. Today, we've been talking with Dr. Arthi Mehta and Dr. Roto Nguyen. They are co-owners of Ala Wellness in Washington, D.C. They're both naturopathic physicians, been practicing in the area since uh, early 2000s. And uh, have a great, great clinic right near Sibley Hospital. You can learn more by visiting www.allowellnessdc.com. We've been talking about this aspect of the health terrain. We talked about in the last segment the importance of, um, you know, ways to improve vitality, and we talked about stress management and sleep. Um, let's see, Dr. Newman, what do we want to discuss in this segment as far as some keys to understanding how to improve your uh, overall health and key aspects of of regulating and optimizing The health terrain?
2: Yes. um, I think that, you know, as we're talking about how to get to vitality, I think it's important to talk about understanding um, what you need to remove in terms of removing obstacles secure in the first place. And so, one of the things that we do in our office is we really pay attention to um, toxic exposures in the air, in our food, and in our water. And um, we do have a uh, a lab test that we look at that actually looks at body burden of some of the common um toxins that are found in our environment, like the organophosphates that are in pesticides or insecticides or phthalates that are in um, body care products. And we know those to actually disrupt our endocrine system, our hormone system. Um, Another uh, type of testing that we look at is looking at heavy metal burden in the body. Um, You know, most people who like to eat tuna fish, which I love and fish and sushi, um, you know, the half-life of mercury in fish is actually 60 days, so this is gradually going to build up if you're eating, um, you know, tuna and you're doing this on a weekly basis, um, this going to build up, especially if your detox pathways are not supported. Um, so, once we understand what the toxic burdens are, and um, then we can know exactly what we need to avoid and how to support the body to get rid of it. So, for instance... You know, I talked about organophosphate residues in food um, from the pesticides. Those are actually eliminated through an enzyme called PON1. um, And that is actually upregulated through just um, pomegranate juice or even um, red wine because there's an active component in that red wine called resveratrol. And so really understanding what you need to avoid and then, you know, if there's a body burden of that, then what you need to do about it and, and focus on detoxification, I think, is really key in getting to that um, place of vitality.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, there's many different ways to approach detoxification, understanding, you know, I think the first part is understanding where they're mainly coming from in your, in your diet. And I think a lot of people... Have somewhat of a misconception that you know the regular exposure of toxins at low levels from food is is safe because you know the sort of governing bodies say well you know at these levels there's really no harm. Do is that you know something that you feel is true? No, also
2: then you can build it, just like Dr. Min said. These these toxins also very much build up, and if patients are not um, supporting their detoxification pathways with nutrient dense foods. So, for example, eating whole foods in which you can identify where each ingredient came from, unlike with, um, processed foods with chemical additives, that starts to build up and, and create some dysfunction in their ability to clear those toxins. And, and that susceptibility to disease uh, varies from individual to individual. And so, um, so diet's really important. I and mean, I know people hear that. Again and again, you know, eat a good diet, but what does that necessarily mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that nutrient density is important. So, you have a proper minerals and vitamins for the multiple pathways in over-detoxication, detoxification. But eating these eat meals on time, and so and not allowing yourself to starve and skip, and um, have a dysregulation also in hormone metabolism. And um, when we skip meals, then we're losing nutrients, and then our terrain is losing the information it needs to function. Um, and, and this is where we go really it, um, create individualized plans with our patients. We don't really necessarily subscribe to very general diet plans for, and everybody gets the same exact advice um, depending on where they're at. And um, and just trying to avoid foods that compromise function. So uh, functions such as including um, what your gut's doing and creating those IBS symptoms that you were talking about before um, or compromising immunity. And uh, these kinds of foods would be refined sugars and desserts like ice cream or even excess coffee and alcohol. Um, Also, exercising is really important to to sweat, help circulation, self-function. So this is where we also have to understand where our patients are at to help advise what they can do where they can get started to make it um, easy and they can grow from there. But, again, supporting nutrition while they exercise so that they not become depleted. Um, Even sauna is helpful. But infrared saunas or um, steam saunas at at their gyms are really helpful for sweating and elimination uh, of toxins. But then, again, hydration, really, really, really key. Um, Not necessarily only relying on um, waiting till you're parched. You want to drink water throughout the day, and um, it's important to drink enough to flush the kidneys. So these are um, different areas that we talk about with our uh, patients to help clear those to- um, that toxic burden.
1: Yeah, and I think um, you know toxins from food are very multifactorial. We can talk about the toxins as far as pesticides, so that brings up the concepts around organ- organic versus non-organic, and I think you know some people still aren't quite sure exactly or aren't totally convinced that one is is better than the other. We do know that, you know, these pesticide residues, when people get high exposure, are linked to cancer rates and other problems. And you can see that in farmers that have high exposure to them. So we know that there is toxicity and we know that our body does eliminate them, but not always super efficiently. So it has to stand to reason that ongoing exposures can lead to an increased amount of toxicity. And then there's the toxins from all the other things we get in our in our life, and our diet. There's plastics from water bottles and, you know, all these endocrine disruptors. And when you look around at the health of humans in general in um, industrialized countries, you see primarily major endocrine problems arising. We've got, you know, skyrocketing rates, incredibly common issues with the thyroid problems. So hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism is incredibly common and in many of the Chemicals that are in our food and in our environment and, you know, all around us are known to be specifically disruptive to the thyroid gland. We see uh, hormone-related cancers like breast cancers and prostate cancers on the rise. We see other endocrine issues like diabetes. Which um, I think Dana Lake is going to be interviewing uh, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno on our next show, and he just wrote a new book called The Toxin Solution, where he went through and has basically scientifically proven that the increased rates of diabetes are due to toxicity and not necessarily lifestyle. And he's going to be outlining that in the show and this is a huge book a huge publisher picked it up this is going to be a groundbreaking book it's been endorsed by all of the top doctors in the country and it's going to be a groundbreaking book in understanding and linking how toxicity specifically relates to health conditions like diabetes in particular and many others so i mean those links are real and there are things that you can do in your day-to-day life and lifestyle to help reduce the burden of these toxins on your system The other aspect of nutrition is, you know, food can be toxic in ways that it promotes inflammation. So this is things we discuss with patients all the time related to omega-3 versus omega-6 fatty acids, the influence of sugar, the influence of processed foods. These things can trigger inflammatory pathways that make us sick. And, you know, you can consider that a toxin. A toxin can be anything really that the body influences the body in a negative way. And nutrition, I believe, is one of the key most important cornerstones to helping people recover their health. You could have somebody that, you know, runs eight miles every day, but if they eat complete garbage, you're going to see problems with their health versus if you have somebody that is nutritionally Very sound and very perfect, but is not all that active as far as exercise. They're not going to be as healthy as they would be if they exercised, but I think you're going to see a more balanced person in that perspective rather than just pushing exercise. Both are important, but nutrition is absolutely fundamentally key to the expression of health on each and every cell for all of the reasons and many more than what we discussed. What are some of the other key concepts? We can go a couple more minutes. Let's introduce one more and then we're going to take a break. But what are some of the other key concepts in influencing the overall health terrain?
2: Yeah, I actually just wanted to um, speak a little bit more about what you were talking about with nutrition. Um, You know, especially as we know, phytochemicals in food and phytonutrients in food and specifically what those phytochemicals do um, in upregulating our own antioxidant system in the body. And so some things that we eat our direct antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E and um, other things that we eat um, actually will upregulate enzymes in our body that then turn on antioxidant capacity. So um, it's kind of like a stressor, a hormetic stressor that is um, just triggering our own defense mechanism to to turn on. So there's hormetic stressors through um, exercise, Um, through temperature variation, and then also through uh, nutrients in our vital
1: chemicals. Yeah, all really key important points. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's pick up the conversation and we can discuss some last key points when it comes to understanding the most fundamental ways to properly influence the terrain in our body and achieve vital health. So don't go anywhere this is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living and we're going to be back right after these words.
4: Solgar number 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar number 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within 7 days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility and range of motion within 7 days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar No. 7 says yes. Solgar Number 7, available at Village Green Apothecary.
3: New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
2: Ah,
0: the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green
4: Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu
1: season occurs in the fall and winter months? Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM fifteen hundred. Brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Facero. Thank you all for tuning in. My wonderful co-host Dana Lake will be back next week. Today we've been talking with Dr. Arthi Meta and Dr. Rhoda Newen. They are co-owners of Allo Wellness in Washington D.C. Both naturopathic physicians, actually celebrating their five-year anniversary for the opening of Allo Wellness. Um, you can visit more about their learn more about their website by visiting learn more about their practice by visiting their website at www. So in this last segment, guys, we're going to be talking about some other aspects of sort of the most key fundamental areas to look at when trying to help improve somebody's health terrain. And I think, um, you know, this is going to come down to one of the most important areas of the body that naturopaths and functional medicine doctors talk about all the time. So who wants to elaborate on that one?
2: I can start with this one or wrap up with this one. Okay. I think, um, you know, any naturopathic doctor will will likely focus on on this area, and that's the area of the gut. Um, you know, we're all just, <laughs> for some reason when you're out with a naturopathic doctor, the conversation is going to end in poop and how that looks like and the consistency of that. And so, um, you know, just really understanding the whole digestive process. Um, this can be affected by uh, stress. It definitely is affected by what food you eat. Um, We can all agree that gluten is a big food that is going to trigger a lot of inflammation in the body, um, especially in the gut, and that is then going to influence how we utilize and get the inflammation that we need from the food that we're eating. Um, So in terms of supporting gut function, um, definitely the nutrients going in are key, and we talked about diet earlier, but also the concept of prebiotics and probiotics and I know that these um, probiotics have become a lot more popular now. Most people are taking probiotics when they're taking antibiotics to protect themselves against, you know, the um, killing off all the good bacteria when they're taking antibiotics and making sure that they're putting um, beneficial bacteria back in the gut to support um, immune function and to support brain function and to support gut health. Um, But what you eat uh, in terms of prebiotic foods is what's going to keep those probiotics um, bacteria there. So prebiotic foods would be um, like ripe bananas and raw asparagus and onions and garlic and um, sunchokes, so a lot of these types of foods that people don't eat. Um, and then, of course, looking at foods for probiotics would be um, fermented foods, so sauerkraut and kimchi. And for those who don't like kimchi, then there's those other fermented vegetables out there like fermented okra and fermented. Um, carrot. Um, and then one thing that I really love also is bone broth, and I know that's getting quite popular these days, especially um, now with the pressure cooker, and everybody's getting the pressure cooker, and... Um, being able to make the bone broth a lot quicker, but drinking a cup of bone broth each day um, really helps to heal the gut lining with the wonderful collagen and the minerals that are coming from the bone. Um, very important that you know what kind of bones that you're getting, that um, that is coming from the animal that is, um, you know, grass-fed or grass-fed beef or free-range chicken, Um but drinking a bone broth in the morning, I like to just do that for um, breakfast and just add in some chopped up vegetables or um, some meat, some turkey meatballs in there. Um, and then in, in terms of gut function, um, really understanding what foods and chemicals that your body does not like. So we do food and chemical sensitivity testing in our office, looking at not just um a, actual food allergies that are um, anaphylactic allergies. We look at delayed sensitivity uh, reactions where, um, you know, understanding what those triggers are will help the body heal uh, over time. But we need to know what the triggers are first.
1: Yeah, those are key components in understanding how to properly craft a diet because, food sensitivities and the role of the microbiome in our body is hugely influential to our overall health. And I mean, you know, people have understood the importance of gut health for a long time. Now, I would say in the last like three to five years, there's been this explosion of research related to the microbiome, which is these, this colony of bacteria that live in and on our body and the incredible profound role they play in the expression of our health way beyond just gut health, Right.
2: Absolutely, and also too, you had mentioned um, earlier about pesticides, um, and how that even small amounts of these kinds of uh, chemicals that that are in our foods actually help actually contribute to breaking down this healthy gut microbiome. So and make that susceptibility to uh, food allergies and chemical sensitivities. And thankfully now we have testing um, so we can really identify if that, if there's now, if an individual has developed an immune response to that, that's creating more inflammation and and more problems and contributing to chronic disease.
1: Yeah, they're all really important and key components to understanding what health and wellness will look like. And, you know, we know that based on diet, eating cultured vegetables is great, but we know that if somebody eats, let's say, a high meat diet for 24 hours, you can start seeing shifts in their Uh, intestinal bacteria, negative shifts in their intestinal bacteria. If they eat more vegetables for 24 hours, you can see positive shifts. So these things can be influenced very quickly and they can be changed very um, rapidly by what we do as far as lifestyle. And the funny thing is, is that eating a whole foods diet that is low in pesticides, that doesn't contain processed foods, that's rich in vegetables and good quality meats, not only does that reduce our um reliance on or reduce our exposure to toxins not only does it improve our body's insulin sensitivity not only does it stabilize other hormones not only does it improve our gut function it's like it, it's it all comes down to the fact that our body was designed to operate in a certain way And if you give it that tools, all aspects of the body flourish. And if you don't, they don't. So you can separate all these things out and study how each thing individually influences different processes in the body. But the reality is, is that if you just eat in tune and live in tune with how nature intended your body to operate, that will be your expression of health. And that's what we're talking about today. So Dr. Nguyen and uh, Dr. Mehta, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I really appreciate all of your insights and all of your contribution to helping us.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: us, Kevin. All right. All right, everybody. If you want to learn more, you can visit their website at www.alowellnessdc.com. This is Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'm wishing you all the best of health until next time. Take care.
0: Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top-quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more? That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day at village green we care about our customers we've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years stop by village green apothecary in bethesda at 5415 west cedar lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com